Welcome to today's Advent Cast. This is Father John Zolsdorf. From a 1980 radio broadcast by Joseph Ratzinger. If you were in the streets today, December 6th, you certainly met him frequently. Him being St. Nicholas, dressed more or less correctly as a bishop, and surely never without the flowing white beard typical of his picture since the 8th century. More or less bishop-like, too, is what these figures of St. Nicholas say and do. They often act as boogeymen rather than representing the saint's love, told in the legends in many variations. Precisely who was he in historical fact? Tradition has always identified St. Nicholas with the bishop Nicholas, who was a participant at the Council of Nicaea, and who, together with that first great assembly of bishops, formulated the profession of faith in the true divinity of Jesus Christ. From a different angle, the most ancient sources about Nicholas lead us into the same direction. Nicholas is one of the first of those venerated as saints without being martyrs. During the time when Christians were persecuted, those who resisted the powers of the pagan state and, in defense of their faith, pledged their very lives, were spontaneously looked upon as the great guiding lights of the faith. One of the sacred legends aptly states that all kinds of miracles could also be repeated by sorcerers and demons, and so they would remain ambiguous. One thing only would be totally unambiguous and not open to any deception, to practice goodness a whole life long, to live the faith and to hold fast to love in the common affairs of every day. The people of the fourth century experienced this miracle in Nicholas, and all the other miracle stories invented by later legends are only variations of this one and fundamental miracle seen by the people, with admiration and gratitude, as the morning star that reflects the light of Christ. In this man they recognized what it means to believe in God made man. In him, the dogma of Nicaea found its tangible interpretation for them. Morning star receiving its light from the rising sun. This ancient description of St. Nicholas is at the same time one of the most ancient images of what Advent means. Only drawing on the light of God made man are we able to light ever new the candles of our humanness, which offer hope and joy to a world in darkness. This should be the most profound message of all the representations of St. Nicholas, the call to kindle from the light of Christ, the light of a renewed humanness. Next, one of the so-called terrible sonnets of Gerard Manley Hopkins, The Candle Indoors. Voices seem to be in dialogue with each other, self perhaps and inner self. Someone is far from God, he's wandering, he sees a candle in a window and is struck by it. It invites him inside. The part about mending your own inner candle, the beam in the eye, the losing the salt-losing savor, sounds like an examination of conscience. I wonder if the candle he sees isn't the light of a confessional. Some candle clear burns somewhere I come by. 
I muse at how its being puts blissful back with yellowy moisture, mild night's blear all black, or tufro tender trambeams truckle at the eye. By that window, what task, what fingers ply, I plod, wandering, a-wanting. Just for lack of answer, the eagerer a-wanting, Jesse or Jack, their God to aggrandize, God to glorify. Come, you indoors, come home. Your fading fire mend first, And vital candle in close heart's vault. You there are master, do your own desire. What hinders? Are you beam-blind, yet to a fault in a neighbor deft-handed? Are you that liar and cast by conscience out? Spend, savor, salt. Mm -hmm.